0: to the War Report Podcast Network. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the College Loop post-game reaction, except there's no post-game today. Auburn just had their bye week, but we are still here as my girlfriend brings me my dinner. Thank you uh, so much. Uh, But uh, since Auburn did not play yesterday, we are going to talk about the opponents Auburn is looking forward to playing later on the season, starting off with LSU, of course. Uh, just going to go ahead and say it's just me in the studio today. Tar and Daniel went to the Falcons game. Uh, Colin, I believe, is working, so it's just me today and just get it started. I, I think that the I think LSU, as I, I I think they're still ranked. Actually, I don't even I didn't look at the AP poll. Uh, That much because I just did not expect it to do anything too special after it came out or do anything different than it already has been. Uh, But just to go through that, if I can find it in a reasonable amount of time. uh, But LSU is very fraudulent looking. Uh, That defense is not the defense I was expecting to see this year from LSU. And they moved up a spot. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, move up the spot. Yeah, I would have kept them the same. Uh, but that defense from from LSU was very, very bad. What's going on, James? Uh, yeah, Ellis, LSU's defense is god-awful. And it's, it's just baffling to think about. That's a defense wearing LSU. I have been watching LSU football since I, as long as I've been watching Auburn football. That is the worst LSU defense I have ever seen in my life. Looking at the stats from yesterday, Brady Cook. Uh, had two interceptions, one of them a garbage time interception that you had to make a play in that time and it turned to a pick six. 49-39 was the final score. Backdoor cover from LSU right there uh, as they got the they were winning by three, and then that pick six came around. Brady Cook threw for 411 yards against LSU. Uh, Luther Burton third had 11 catches for 149 yards. Uh, no touchdowns, but Theo Weese got 80 yards on one touchdown. Mookie Cooper, uh transfer from, I believe, Ohio State, uh, he got 80 yards as well uh, for Missouri. And then running the ball, they had Cody Schrader, who, oddly enough, not a, a better running back than anybody on Auburn's roster. Or, probably could fit somewhere in there, but he's not better than Brian Batee, Jarquez Hunter, Damari Alston, whenever he gets healthy. And Jeremiah Cobb might be arguably uh, more talented than Cody Schrader, but right now he rushed for 114 yards and three touchdowns. He had himself a hat trick versus LSU defense. Uh, and honestly, just looking at it, Auburn has a chance to do something very special, uh, getting a, another win and their second consecutive, t- uh, second consecutive win in Death Valley against LSU. And all it really takes... Is having a competent offense. That's all you need. And just for uh, James' comment, real quick. Regardless of how fans feel, we have to let Ro- Robbie loose. He can run all over the defense, which will open up the pass for Robbie to go down the field. Just my opinion. I completely agree. Uh, look at this LSU defense. It, it, all it takes is a competent offense to score on it. I mean, look at Ole Miss last week against this LSU defense. I mean, Ole Miss. I've I'm a little I'm lower in Ole Miss than most people are, and it's not because I hate them. That's not it at all. It's just because I think they're a tier below the one everybody thinks they actually are. Uh, If if Peyton Peyton Thorne could come out and throw for a decent amount of yards against this LSU defense, but it's all about what are they going to call for him to do that? And can he keep – can he stay consistent throughout the entirety of the game? Because I have still yet to have seen four good quarters of Peyton Thorne. I've seen four – eh quarters of Peyton Thorn in a whole game. But overall this that that defense that that LSU keeps putting out week in a week out should be a good enough uh test for Auburn to find a rhythm on offense cuz you you're just coming off of back-to-back games where you had to play against AM defense for as bad as their secondary is their run defense is very good and that prohibits any chance of Auburn actually having a consistent offensive showcase if it's upon a team that has a good has a good run defense. Georgia has a really good run defense, but Auburn found a way to establish the run game, and the offense looked somewhat confident. And then going to Stephen Keel here, Kyle, Kyle, not Keel, Kyle, uh, doesn't matter about another team's defense. Auburn's offense is 10 to 20 points, can't score enough for the next two games. Yeah, I mean... Looking at Cal, I mean, Auburn was the only one that put up, what, seventeen point thirteen points, I can't remember the exact score of that game. It, that game was a fever dream to me now because uh, looking at uh, – Missouri has been a team that has been very uh, – what's the word I'm looking for? I, I was – I came into the season higher on Missouri than a lot of the people gave them credit for. Uh, they're a team that have been playing above what everyone expected them to, and they went in uh, – and. Luckily, they had home-field advantage. Auburn doesn't have that luxury against LSU this year. Uh, and and really went out and showed up uh, for at least the first first half uh, when they really had LSU against the ropes. And it's really going to be up to Phil Montgomery. Uh, I'm wearing I'm, I'm the Robbie Asher jersey right now as we speak. Uh, and honestly, Peyton Thorne could find a rhythm against this LSU defense. Robbie Asher can find a rhythm against this LSU defense. It's not good. But can Philip Montgomery call a competent game for the first time as an Auburn offensive coordinator and actually get this team rolling in the correct way before you have Ole Miss in the next week? Auburn's got back-to-back, uh, well, technically three three consistent uh, uh, top 25 teams in a row uh, if you don't have the bye week. Uh, but you have LSU and you have Ole Miss. And Ole Miss – for what they're worth, I mean their defense did a pretty good job of stopping Arkansas's run game last 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 night. Sorry, uh, but this LSU defense can't do that. Uh, this is again the worst LSU defense that we have seen. I, I want to say ever. It looks like ever. Uh, all Auburn has to do is establish the run game with Brian Batte and Jarquez Hunter. Demari Austin not going to be available for this game or so, I think. Uh, I think he is still a week off. And for the love of all things that are holy, if he is even 80% healthy, don't let him play. I want Demari Austin fully healthy before we start playing teams like you know Alabama. I don't want him getting nicked up before any other games ahead of the schedule. I want him fully healthy and back because Demari Austin is the workhorse back for this team. And he has outperformed Dark West Hunter this so as as the season goes along, but honestly, LSU Robbie Ashford's gonna have to see the field a good chunk of the of the time. Robbie Ashford is going to have to be utilized, and I know I'm gonna get a lot of some flack from that. I don't think if Robbie is not going to start, he should at least get, I want to say, 15-20 plays against LSU. because uh, uh, for as for as Bad as this Auburn offense has looked, LSU's defense is worse tenfold, and that's that's what the facts say. That's what the stats say. And and just go to Mike McKinney. If you play Robbie, you win. Thorne is not the answer if he hasn't grasped it by now. I agree. I, I and I, I mean, again. This is also me being a uh, big Robbie Asher truther. And I had to see Charles Allen's comment, uh, where did I get the jersey, I got it from the team shop. And uh, uh, this is not an ad. Uh, this is a completely free thing. I'm not being paid by them to do this. I went to the Albert Team Shop that they want this open on college. And they actually had they had an Ashford, Thorn, uh I think Jarquez and a J Fair jersey uh all available. And I they posted it on social media. And if you know me well enough you knew that I was going straight there to go buy a Robbie Ashford jersey. Uh so that's just what I've been doing. Uh <laughs> excuse me. Uh, back to James, I think they can score, especially if they're going to run the ball. With Robbie in the red zone, they will get the points. That's already been proven, just my opinion again. And with that, James, we're going to throw up the red zone Robbie because that's what we do here, verbal means. Robbie Ashford needs to play, just to go on all those points. Robbie Ashford needs to play if Auburn wants to have a competent-looking offense against LSE before they go come back to Jordan Stadium for back-to-back Mississippi teams. Auburn needs to establish a passing game this uh, against LSU. This LSU secondary, this is not DBU right now. This is the furthest thing from DBU. This LSU secondary looks about as competent as Vanderbilt's defense looks. That's how bad LSU's defenses look this season. So if Auburn wants to you keep if Hugh Freeze and Phil Montgomery are dead set on Peyton Thorne as the starting quarterback throughout the remainder of the season, I don't agree with it, but. They need to find a way to establish a passing game. Luther Burden is better than every wide receiver on Auburn's roster. But as a whole, I would argue that this, this Auburn receiving core is on par, if not a, maybe a tinge better, but probably not by a lot, better than Missouri's wide receiver core. Shane Hooks should have a huge game against his secondary. Uh, Jay Fair should have a huge game against LSU Secondary. There are more dudes that should be out there getting these huge catches against LSU Secondary. But it's all about, can they call the correct plays? Can Peyton Thorne stay unrattled? This game is going to be a night game, by the way. If you did not see already, they have confirmed the time. It is 6 o'clock p.m. next Saturday. Death Valley night game. So... That is going to play a huge part in this as well, because LSU Tiger Stadium is one of, if not the most, detrimental environment for an away team to go into. And the only thing I argue with it is the Out Beaver Stadiums. That's what we're going up against. So this these past two weeks should have been. Hey, LSU secondary not good. Jackson Dart looks like a good quarterback, or looks like a like I don't want to say good quarterback. Jackson Dart looks like a top quarterback in the country against LSU secondary. Brady Cook outside of the two interceptions, uh, which were bad. Uh, he looked very good until you know it. Everything came crashing on Auburn. Hugh Freeze, Phillip Montgomery, and if they want Peyton Thorne to start, he needs to be. He he is going to be the most important player from this week, if he is still going to be a starting quarterback going forward. And again, I want to say it again. I said it against for a If Peyton Thorne cannot go into Death Valley and find a way to stay on his own feet. And when I said, I mean, can he continuously stay in a conscious state of mind when it comes to sitting in the pocket? Because outside of Harold Perkins, this and Mason Smith, this defense, they the front seven. Not good. Uh, it, it, it and I'm just trying to see if I go find the stats, they got two sacks against Missouri and I don't think Missouri has that great of an offensive line. I think the Missouri is just playing very well this year for what it's worth. And the Missouri should have won this game. It just kind of choked out of their own hands. Uh, but, and another key thing to this game that, w- that we saw from yesterday, uh, This is going to be a big week for Ron Roberts as well. He is going to have to scheme against the best offense they have faced all season and probably the best offense they are going to face all season. Jaden Daniels, if not for the, for already having two losses would probably be the favorite to win the Heisman right now going against Missouri 15 to 21, 259 yards, three touchdowns to the air while also rushing for 130 yards in a touchdown on what was like a 30, 30-something 30 yard touchdown run. If this front seven, I know Austin Keys is not going to play. He's probably a little – he's probably further out from being back than than we think. So it's going to fall on Eugene Asante. It's going to fall on Larry Nixon. It's going to fall on Elijah McAllister, who I – who was it? What edge rusher got hurt? It's going to fall on Keldrick Falk. Keldrick Falk is going to have his first career start in Death Valley against Jaden Daniels, and LSU offense that is really good. LSU, counting Jaden Daniels, had 230-plus yard rushers against Missouri. And wide receiver-wise, Brian Thomas and Malik Nabors. Malik Nabors, arguably one of the best wide receivers in the country. DJ James, Nehemiah Pritchett, Kyan Lee, uh, Jalen Simpson, Zion Puckett, uh, Donovan Kaufman, Caleb wooden all of these guys are going to be responsible for making sure that those two don't get open because that's what Missouri did wrong, and that's why they lost. They let those two guys get wide open, and that's why they lost. They've focused too much on one guy, other guy got open. That's what happens. So you're going to have to find a way to get him to not – have a field day against this defense. And we couldn't find a way to stop uh Brock Bowers in the fourth quarter. We tried, we did it all game. Fourth quarter came along, Brock Bowers just found a way. And that and Jaden Daniels a great quarterback. He's not a Brock Bowers level talent. There's no one in the country that probably there's probably some NFL players that aren't a Brock Bowers level talent. But Jaden Daniels is going to be a problem for this defensive scheme for it. Because if you lock down the receivers, he's gonna run the ball. So you got to find a way to set up a spy. But if you set up a spy, someone's getting left open. So this game is just as important for Ron Roberts to scheme for as it is for Phil Montgomery. So Auburn's going to have to play a I won't say pitch-a perfect game because that was kind of just what we need to do for Georgia. But show competency on offense to score points to either keep, catch up. Or keep up with LSU. Or Ron Roberts would to have to find a scheme to have this defense just absolutely shut out Jaden Daniels and have this be a defensive matchup where uh you have a I think someone said a movable force versus a um uh, versus a what was it called? An unstoppable force versus a movable object. So a movable object versus a stoppable force is basically what this offense and defensive matchup is gonna look like. This game could just come down to the fact that if Jalen Simpson could just go out there and get like two pick-sixes, Auburn wins by 14. That's as simple as that can possibly get. Because this, this is going to be a matter of can Auburn's keep up defensively with Jaden Daniels? Can Auburn's offense keep up with LSU's offense? This game is basically just Auburn versus LSU's offense. Because, and it's just, can 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 Peyton Thorne, can Phil Montgomery scheme away to beat out LSU's offensive prowess. And I, I, at this point, I need to think really think about it. I think this game is going to be close. I don't know if I have Auburn winning right now. But I'm very – I don't have the blue and orange goggles right now. I don't have them with me. But I'm very tempted to put them on and say that I pick Auburn to win. But I'm just – I'm not there yet. I'm not there quite yet. I need to hear some things from Peyton Thorne. I need to hear some things from Robbie Ashford, I need to hear some things uh from Hugh Freeze and Philip Montgomery. I need to hear some things that tell me and kind of put me in that direction. Uh Teresa, hey, how you doing, Teresa? Uh UTSA beat Temple yesterday. I got the game right finally. Uh, in a game that a little too close uh for comfort against a temple team that I don't think temple's been good in I don't know how long. Uh, but I'm still you and I'm still. Used to my UTSA Roadrunners uh, finding ways to blow out people and uh, only winning by like 15, the Temple is not, not 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 what I expected to happen. I wanted a bigger win there. But to just move on to my next game, if you all have any thoughts about the LSU uh, game as a whole, I'll put up your comments. Uh, but I just want to want to talk about uh, three more games uh, for this live. Uh, going up to ne- the next one, I have Ole Miss taking down Arkansas, 27 to 20. In a game that I did not expect to be a defensive defensive matchup, I expected this to be a barn burner, uh, seven overtimes. Uh, but that's that's not happened. Uh, Ole Miss looked competent on defense, uh, something that I'm not really expected expected them to do really, and that's going back to what I just said earlier. Uh, but they found a way to lock down uh, LA, Arkansas's run game. Uh, which something I didn't expect him to do at all. Uh, Rocket Sanders, he had a chance to be the best, one of the best running backs in the country. Uh, this year, didn't really get there, or hasn't really been there today. So, excuse me, that's you put my straw in my drink. K.J. Jefferson, couldn't get anything established in the run game either. Uh, and I got to be honest, when I rank – if I were to rank the West teams right now, Mississippi State has it locked at the seventh spot. Arkansas, I think, is the sixth and that's even me saying it being as much of a pessimist as I possibly can against Auburn, I don't think this Arkansas team is good at all. They, the, the, like Stephen Kyle just said, Arkansas low line, bad. Dan Enos, terrible hire for to replace uh, Kendall Bryles because all they want to do is run a quarterback power, a quarterback sneak, quarterback draw, quarterback run, just anything that involves KJ Jefferson, running straight into the offensive line and gaining maybe two yards. Uh, Katie Jefferson, uh, I think he got, did he get sacked? How many times did he get sacked yesterday? Katie Jefferson got sacked five times. Five times Katie Jefferson, a guy who, going to the season, I picked as, I think, the number two quarterback in the in the conference, uh, and he's just not been playing like it. Uh, Arkansas' offense has just looked bad. Uh, you're welcome, Charles. Uh, and looking at it, I, I, Sam Pittman has lost the the security of his job that most Arkansas uh, fans have in a guy who can get them to a bowl eligibility. Uh, and I say this all the time. The worst thing that could happen in the first year of a head coach is uh Let's say premature success. That that's the worst thing that's gonna happen to a first-year head coach, is premature success. Because once you get to that level, you start to feel the weight of expectations. And that's what Sam Pittman is dealing with. That's what Ed Orgeron dealt with. That's what Gus Malzon dealt with. That and I get I got in trouble all the time for saying this. And I was like, whenever, whenever. Hugh Freeze got hired. I said this. Uh, I didn't say it on air, I don't think. Whenever the potato guy got hired, I said the same thing. I don't want to have a guy who's going to come into Auburn right away and win 10, 11, 12 games because that raises expectations. I want it to happen as a fan. I would love it to happen. I would want it to happen every year. But it can ruin the... I don't want to say validity. It can ruin the uh, just expectations of a fan base because now you have Arkansas fans who are now ready to skewer Sam Pittman, uh, who also just got, got bullied off of Twitter like two weeks ago because he is not doing what he has has been doing uh, for the past two years now. I think, what, last year I think he got seven seven wins. And, P- and they were happy. They were like, hey, we got two back-to-back years of a bowl game. But now they're Losing all this, losing the BYU, losing to AM like they did. Arkansas is probably on the verge of firing Sam Pittman uh because of this. And and the defense hasn't been playing much better. Either they've had games where they've looked good or at least decent. Uh but last I I, I say that looking back at their schedule, they have not. Uh last four games, they've given up uh, 38, 34, 34 and 27 so over that stretch they've been giving up around uh 30 32 points a game if my math precedes me uh that's not good you don't want to do that um and Teresa just uh by Ole Miss's defense how many sacks do we get against Ole Miss of or against Arkansas uh, that's that's where I, I – I could probably answer that question, but I just need to know which team you're referring to. If it's Ole Miss, I want to say we probably get – I want to say two sacks against Ole Miss. Uh, Arkansas, I think Auburn can find a way to finally establish a front seven and a pass rush uh, a little late in the season than I want to. Uh, Mississippi State, I, I – Refrain from that statement now, because Mississippi State and Vanderbilt, I think, before Arkansas. Arkansas, I think Auburn can find a way to to uh to get like four four-ish sacks. I just don't think this defensive line is uh what we thought it could be off the bat. Uh, cause right now people are double teaming Marcus Harris. Jason Jones is playing more of a run stuffing nose tackle than he is a pass rushing uh defensive tackle. Uh, Elijah McAllister has had games where he's looked really good and got to the quarterback, got pressure, uh, never really getting those sacks that you want. Uh, and we just don't, I don't know where Keldrick Flock is right now. He, he has played very well, uh, but he's not now on the stat sheet very much. Uh, but I, I do think that if Auburn can get pressure on the quarterback enough, I think that – find a way to get like two sacks all Ole Miss, find a way to get like four sacks against Arkansas. Because right now I, I think Auburn is locked in at least fifth in the West. At the bare minimum, locked lockdown fits in the West. I think Arkansas and Mississippi State are the two worst teams in the, in the Western Conference, uh, in the last year of the conferences, or of the divisions, sorry, divisions. Uh, and then you have Vanderbilt, who is uh, securing the spot at the bottom of the SEC as a whole. Uh, but Ole Miss, offensively, doesn't look all that great. Uh, I'm not that high on Jackson Dart. I understand the argument that he is a decent quarterback uh, and he does what he needs to do as, as a quarterback needs to do. But he's not done it consistently enough for me to say that he is a utter threat to a defense. I think Auburn's defense, out of out of the four teams we've already talked about, between LSU, Missouri, Ole Miss, and Arkansas, Auburn has the best defense out of all four of us, Or out of all five of them. Auburn can find a way to lock down this this Arkansas offense. They've lacked to find a run game uh, against a competent team. uh, against a competent defense, I believe. I think i forgot how many rushing yards they had against LSU last week. Uh, But that would be Quenchon Junkins having 177 yards against LSU defense. That kind of goes into what I just said. Auburn can find a way to lock down this Ole Miss offense. And it starts with just forcing Jackson Dart to throw the ball. If Auburn can scheme around Ulysses Bentley and Quenchon Judkins, find a way to lock them down and lock down the run game as a whole, Auburn can beat our, can beat Ole Miss uh, strictly just by forcing Jackson Dart to have to make those plays through the air. Because he has had instances – it was last year uh, mostly, and this year I don't think he's been as bad about it. I think it's just because Ole Miss had a very easy schedule to start off the season, especially against defenses. Uh, I, I think if Auburn can force Jackson Dart to – kind of prove that he's developed. I I think that would that would start making him make those mistakes and, you know, letting Jalen Simpson and DJ James do what they do best and that's making quarterbacks pay uh for throwing their way. And Stephen Cock completely agreed, you have to get you have to get pressure on him. And that's where that begins. You have to you have to find a way to lock down the run game. You have to figure out a way to uh get pressure on the quarterback and overall just got to play good defense all the way through. And that's exactly what you want to do against Ole Miss. Uh th- probably one of the I don't know where they rank, uh, but definitely one of the upper-level offenses uh, because of, uh, because of like, Kiffin. And it's just because he transfer, he recruits the portal flow well. Uh, but Ole Miss does have a bye week uh, this week, so they they do get a chance to watch us play against LSU and then kind of scheme for us then. Uh, really don't know how much they can really scheme against Peyton Thorne. Uh, really just kind of gets uh, – just let – Let's fill Montgomery scheme for him, and then that'll that'll be what happens. Uh but yeah, any more thoughts on that game? And I'll come back to it. Uh let's see, going into just another game, I just want to touch this game. I'm gonna leave it, it beat. Uh just so everyone's aware, uh, you didn't watch the game. Uh Georgia absolutely demolished Kentucky. Uh I picked Kentucky to cover that game. I was dead wrong. Uh Georgia looked like the number one team in the country for the first time this year. And, I mean, it. that game got ugly so quick. And just another week where someone doesn't know how to stop Brock Powers. And I was going to go ahead and say it. If Brock Powers is the new, isn't in New York and Carson Beck is, the Heisman should lose all validity. It, it just should. That's just not okay. Uh, then it's starts on Vanderbilt. Florida Vanderbilt just proven, again, they're the worst team in the SEC should be a locked in win for Auburn. Alabama Am is the last game I want to talk about as far as kind of going into more thoughts about Auburn season as a whole. Uh, Am's defense allowed Jalen Milroe to throw for 320 yards and three touchdowns while allowing Jermaine Burton to get 200 almost 200 yards receiving and two touchdowns as well. I don't know how Auburn was not able to pass against his defense. I don't understand it whatsoever. I don't know why Jimbo Fisher uh, was able to scheme better or put more into his scheme against Auburn than he did for Alabama. And again, it kind of goes into what I said on the pre on the last episode where we uh, picked the games for the week. It it just proved itself today uh, yesterday. And Jimbo Fisher got his one Nick Saban win, and then just chose to be back to, you know, i never going to beat him again. Uh, but looking at Alabama as a whole, can't really run the ball, or at least didn't against A&M's defense. Uh, Jason McClellan and Roydell Williams, not really guys that – they're decent running backs, but they're not Alabama-caliber running backs. Uh, Jalen Burrow uh, focused more on passing this game. Uh, he rushed for negative 31 yards, and that's you know counting sacks. Got sacked six times. Alabama's O-line, very bad. And this kid's kind of been previewing upcoming opponents. Uh, this this album of offensive line is very bad. And it has not shown any sense of improvement since the beginning of the season. And the Iron Bowl looks winnable. Uh, I don't want to again, this is I guess game I don't want to say so win right now, uh, just because it's so far ahead. And it's all about how Auburn develop, develops between now and then. Uh, but overall, uh if Auburn can get can get the backfield against Alabama for as low as I have been on the defensive line, Auburn can get the backfield against Alabama. And that's what they're going to have to do for when the iron bowl, but just going through it, I just don't think, I think A&M got their, got their uh, one big win of the season. And that was against uh, us. And they just kind of fell off. They found a way to get back up. They have Tennessee next week. or Yeah. Next week. So yeah, that's going to be a fun game for them. But overall, uh, looking at that, LSU, Ole Miss, Arkansas, and Bama, I mean there there's at least two or three wins in those in those four games right there. And just looking at the season as a whole, I mean this Auburn team could find a way to mess around and get eight or nine wins. I'm just going through the se- you have LSU very winnable game. I just want to go to the ESPN FBI for it real quick. LSU currently 11 and a half point favorite. Uh, LSU, uh, Auburn is not predicted to win that game, which I don't expect them to, uh, but it is an upset alert as a whole if Auburn can just get competent. Uh, On this game, could be very winnable. Uh, Mississippi State, very winnable. Vanderbilt, as uh, not winnable, just a win. Just count that as a win. Arkansas, very winnable again. Uh, New Mexico State, that's a win. And then Alabama. So right now you have Mississippi State, Vanderbilt, and New Mexico State. Those three are to get you to the bowl game. But between LSU, Ole Miss, Arkansas, and Bama, can Auburn get two more wins out of those four games? And I think it is very possible that Auburn team could find a way to get eight wins this season. Despite everything that's happened uh, this season and everything that's looked bad this season, Auburn can find a way to get eight wins, and I'm fairly confident in that right now. Uh, I know I earlier on in the season I was a little too confident, picked up and go ten and two. Uh that was a little that was the goggles doing it to me. Not really uh, my brain. But yeah. Uh, I'll kinda leave leave some dead air for y'all to put any comments up. Uh, and if not, I'll just end the show there. And I don't really See, I'm trying, I'm just looking at the schedule. I'm trying to convince myself that Auburn can just win the rest of these games. Go 10 and 2. I mean, it could happen. 10 10 games is on is on the is in the air. I don't know it's very plausible, but it's it's up for it's up for grabs. Uh, but see you got no comments coming in. So I'm in the show there. Uh, before I let y'all go, uh just let y'all know that we have merch. We have a shirt, the feeling loopy shirt. On sale, $25 on warport.com. If you don't want to type that in, if you want to go search it up yourself, it's in the description below at warport.com Go or the merch shop, and the Feeling Loopy shirt is on the first page to get you one today. And if you do get one, post a little picture of yourself with the hashtag Feeling Loopy. We'll find you. We'll put it up on the show. We'll put it up on the, on the live stream. Make sure you show love. We'll show love to you because you show love to us. And that's as simple as it can possibly get. And, of course, it also shows some support to us, like, comment, subscribe. Leave your thoughts and your predictions already for the Auburn LSU game. We'll be asking questions about the week. So overall, just kind of let us know where exactly you stand on that game right now. And then, uh, Teresa, server question. But if if we win ten games, if you was in the same position of being too good, and expectations after go up, yes, <laughs> that goes back. I don't want it to happen as a, as an analyst because I just know it just messes up the psyche of everybody. But as a fan, I would love it to happen. It's it's a mental tug of war that goes along with just being a fan of a team. Uh, but yeah, of course, I'm Dylan Lark at Tank, on Twitter slash XIREDERX. It's just, I messed up. I did Daniel. It's just right there. And of course, if you want to follow us here on the College Loop, you have us literally everywhere at the College Loop on Twitter, X, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. The works, if you're tired of seeing our faces, completely understand. Tara's not here, but if he was here, you'd completely understand why you should just go watch the, listen to the audio as well. It's on Spotify. Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Amazon Music. Can't wait for the next episode. We've got more softball to talk about, some volleyball with volleyball beat Florida in Gainesville. So we're going to be talking about that a lot tomorrow. And of course, with everything being said, this has been the College Loop, quote unquote, post game reaction show.